you into our circle. If that's you, blow out the candles. Oh my god. This is a scam. She deserved it, Mom. It's your job to stand at the curtains and not attack the clients. And you, young lady? What's a scam? Woke up this morning feeling You are so weird. Does she have a lot of problems? It's nothing too concerning. What's this? New prop for work. Spirit, can you hear me? Yes, we can. And we can see you. Who are you talking to, Doris? Daddy, are you there? Who are you? Did you see her writing this? No. Because it's Polish. Doris, who did this? I'll show you. Are you here? Something is happening that we can't understand. I'm concerned about your girl. The spirit world is dangerous. What are you doing? I'm not doing it. Stop it! Do you know what it feels like to be strangled to death? <laughs> something is wrong with Doris! She's experiencing something amazing! I believe she is channeling powers we do not understand. Doris? Why? There's no there's no Just walls. Put it down here like you always do. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. Home of Echoes. Welcome to the Mr. Fix It Summer of Movies. Yeah. Back in the old days. The old days. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi. Uh, it's Gogs, Tapo, and Sean. Alec is in Canada. He has uh, Which renounced... Which is not Maine. He's renounced... Well, he was in Maine, and then he went to Canada. I mean, it's literally just the next state over. But he's renounced his citizenship. Oh, he's the one guy? Mm -hmm. His (laughs) citizenship? His citizenship. His shittersonship. His shittersonship. No, he... You know how, like, a lot of, like, people are like, oh, you know, Trump... No, he actually did. He did. Yeah, he did. He absconded. Yeah, so we're gonna have to Skype him in from now on. Nice. Uh, See, that's a boot. It's still, uh, though, when you're going to listen to this, it's going to be August. Right now, for us, it's still Boo-Lai. We're in the past. Yeah, we're we're recording this in the past. Live from the past. Uh, Do your own Spaceballs bit at home. This is the last day of Boo-Lai, and I picked uh, Mike Flanagan's Ouija (coughs) Origin of Evil Sleeper. Does it have all the vowels? Excuse me? Ouija, Ouija has all the vowels. No, it doesn't, doesn't have, have E. Does not have Fuck. E. Four out of five ain't bad, though. E Ouija. Uh, but anyway, we watched uh, Mike Flanagan's Ouija. Ouija. Uh, which, Origin. Let's just call it Ouija 2. Ouija 2. Why, like, why are 
fucking movie company so because scared of like, two? Because there's some kind of market research that says if you put a number on it, it's going to do less business. Fucking, Unless you're John Wick. I yeah. hate that shit. I really do. I hate it with video games. Video games are even I hate worse. it because it's ruined my movie collections. Yeah. Well, Resident Evil started it. Like, why is Rambo all the way over here and First Blood is all the way up here? I fucking hate that shit. And then the... the What's the fucking movie about there? But purging, purging, purging. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called purging. Purging, purging followed it up. I think this is because it's a prequel, and they didn't want to do it. Don't get me started on the predator. Predator, the predator. That's no, is it? The first one's predator. Predator, predator, predator two. two. Predators, the predator. The predator. And then well, alien. Yeah, Nick, aliens. Alien three. Alien three. Alien resurrection. All right, let's get into what we watched. Prometheus. I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and go first because I think I've watched a hundred movies. Hundred movies. How many did I watch with you? Two. Two, and I'll save those. Save them up. Uh, and you need to. Do you remember the title of the Nick Cage film we watched? Because I could not remember if it. Was oh before. yes, I do. Was I think it one of those, like cross between, between two worlds? Just look it or up something. For, oh, it's one of the straight to DVD, straight to Netflix, post apocalyptic. Well, I can't bangers. wait to talk about it. Oh. I almost picked it again just so we could watch it tonight. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I watched a bunch of movies. How many uh, times did you watch Midsummer? I watched Midsummer once since with a gay gentleman with Anthony, the gayest guy in the world. When will um, he ever appear on the show? Uh, soon. I don't as soon know. as we get more dicks. Yeah, we need more men, uh, more naked men. Uh, now I watched Midsummer again. I Midsummer. loved it. Uh, it's still just as good as it was. I've it's I've seen it three times already, and I do you pick up new shit every time? Actually, yeah. Uh, I, I do, and I also, I'll get into another, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about Midsummer because I've talked about it a lot. I, I honestly, right now, it's heads and shoulders, the, my movie of the year. I think that movie is a fucking masterpiece. Even more than Hellboy rebooted. Oh, that poor movie. Wait for Hobbs and Shaw. two movies I, called Hellboy. What? Oh, yeah. There you go with your... There's two about, games called Mortal Kombat. Talking about sequels. Um... No, I watched Heredity as soon as I got home from watching oh, yeah. Midsummer. Hereditary? Because I haven't watched Hereditary in a while. Um, it's obviously very, very good. Um, Did you know Tony Collette and Adam Scott are the same age? That's, that blows my mind. Yeah, they were, they played husband and wife in Krampus, and I was like, isn't she much older than I him? I haven't seen Krampus. I heard it was good. That's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, Hereditary is... is also incredible. I really have a hard time like ranking those two movies. Like I don't know which is better. Like I like them both. Uh, I noticed stupid shit that are similar to those movies that no one would pay attention to except for me. Uh, Charlie and Pele both draw. That's like a thing in the movie. Yeah. They both use the exact same pencil. It's only something that someone that draws all the time would ever <laughs> look at. But their pencil is exactly the same. Um, is it just a pencil that looks cool on film? Do you think? I have no idea. It's it's a, it's funny because. Is it a 2B? So, like, you know what's stupid is, uh... It's what a lot of, B if you, pencil if is If it? you follow a lot of, like, people that draw and paint and stuff on Instagram, people, the thing that's always there, like, when they, they post, like... when it, it Usually it's when it's videos of them yeah. doing their stuff. They're like, oh, what do you use? It's a very pot. It's just like a musician. Yeah. And, like, you know, what, what kind, kind of amp is what that? What kind of amp is yeah. that? What kind of guitar is How that? How much your bench? What kind of pedals do you use? Yeah. When you see artists, like, a lot of times... Like, it's like, what, what kind of pencils do you use? What kind of pens? What kind of paper? And I look at that shit, and it's this, it's this, I don't know what kind of, I don't know what kind of lead he's using, but it's this brown and yellow pencil I've never seen before. Uh, but anyway, um, Hereditary is incredible. It's, it's, 
one of the best horror movies in the last decade. Like, there's so Hands many down. good horror movies in the last decade. But it's up there. Yeah. I think, honestly, and I, I've, I had this discussion... Better about, decade for horror movies, the 2010s or the 1970s? It's a tough call because... 2010s, because I lived it. Well, it's... it's and I'm gonna I'm gonna go outside of movies for this. It's the, it's what I like to call the Frank Miller Daredevil compared to the Brian Michael Bendez yeah. slash Ed Burbaker Devil of Daredevil. Um, it's because the, they're reflective of the era that they're made in. Thank you for for wording that better than I could. But I don't think one could exist without the other. Yeah. And yes, like the horror movies in the seventies, like I think define the genre, and especially like movies like The Witch and stuff that Ari Aster puts out are clearly influenced by stuff from the seventies. So it's hard to say. Um, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm moving fast. I have a lot of no. fucking shit to get through. Uh, I watched a movie that I really want everybody to go see, but it's probably already out of the theaters. I watched a film called The Art of Self Defense. Oh, was that with um? Uh Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Yes, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Emoji. Did he uh, redeem himself from Man of Steel or whatever? Yeah. Well, uh, so so, just real quick on Jesse Eisenberg, I find that he's very good in these kind of smaller movies. Yeah. Like if you cast him in the right role, I think he's great. Um, Are you excited at all for Zombieland too? Because I'm no, not. no. It's Gogs. mildly typical. It's too late. You should have made that movie a year after it came out, yeah. and then I would have cared. And it's way too long. I don't give a shit, hmm. honestly. And and it's Zombieland is a comedy, hmm. and we all know how comedy sequels yeah. turn out. Great. Terrible. I know Major League Two is good. Okay, Major League Two. <laughs> is good. But anyway, uh, Jesse Eisenberg is great. Um, Art of Self Defense is the kind of movie that I really respond to because it's almost, like, surreal. How close in, in tone is it to the Foot Fist way? It's not at Great all. Okay. Oh. The Foot Fist way is more... It's not a comedy. No. No, and it's got that Jody Hill kind of style to Observer it. Yeah. Honestly, from the trailer nightmare. from the right. trailer of Art, Art of Self-Defense, that's the first movie I thought yeah. of was the Foot Fist way. But that movie is more based... Like, it's, this is going to sound crazy... But the Foot Fist way and Jody Hill stuff in general is more based in realism yeah. than Art of Self-Defense. Art of Self-Defense is almost surreal okay. to the point where it's like obviously a parody. Like I don't, I don't know if this makes any sense, but the, the, word that, the words that popped into my head as I was watching it was like, it's like hyper-realism. Okay. Like, the, so, so, so the, like kind of the... The thing that sets off the events of the movie, and it, it's in the trailer, it's not giving anything away. Jesse Eisenberg gets attacked by this biker gang. And literally, there's like a news report that's like, well, if you go outside, you better have a gun or know how to fight, because like, you're just going to get beat up and killed. Yeah. Like, that, like, like Turbo Kid in that way? Like, it's just I mean, kind, like harder. Like, Turbo Kid is, is doing it with like a wink and a smile. This is like try like this is a lot of <laughs> like fucking streets of rage. Well, yeah, I mean the thing is that I like about the art of self defense is it's funny, but it's also very dramatic. Like yeah. it turns on a dime. Like it's a funny movie until it's not, and you're like, oh, like it's very like there's a there's a there's a hard turn, right? Like and, Death Wish. But also at the same time, like there's there's a lot of like emotional weight to it. Like it's a it's a movie. That's, who else is in it? Uh, Imogene Poots is in it. Who Poots. was in uh, Green Room? Um, yeah, who, she's she's the star of the movie. She steals the whole movie. Her character, so 
the idea, Jesse Eisenberg gets attacked. Uh, he goes to buy a gun. The guy that's, I don't know who the actor is that plays the guy that owns the gun store, but it's the kind of movie, everybody kind of talks in this, like, deadpan, and... Like a Yogurt Lanthimos movie? Kinda. Yeah. But, like, almost like explaining the joke okay. kind of tone. So, like, he, <laughs> he's like, uh, he's, he's buying the gun, and the guy's just explaining all these, like, gun facts to him. He's like, He's like, oh, why, why are you doing this? Because you got attacked? He's like, well, a lot of people that get attacked end up killing themselves, and I wouldn't do this because it's like a 45% chance. But do you, have any, do you have any children? No, no. Oh, then that stat goes down like 25%, yeah. so you should be all right. Like, <laughs> it, it's like shit like that. It's yeah. fucking funny as hell. But so the whole idea is that he gets attacked. He's going to go buy a gun. Uh, I forget exactly what happens. Like, I think maybe he just sees the class, but he sees this karate class. The guy that is the sensei. And I, I, they give his real name. It's kind of a joke in the movie. But the guy, his name is just Sensei. Yeah. That guy, if he doesn't get more work because of this movie, I will be shocked. He is so good. You in haven't seen him. Anything I'm not before. familiar with him at all. But Open he is incredible in this movie. And anyway, he he joins this class and he wants to learn like self defense. And Imogene Poots is the only female in. Hold, let me get this thought out because I'm going to forget. Imogene Poots is the only female in the class, but you find out, like, very quickly that she's, like, the most capable person. Yeah. So she's, like, but but the sensei is, like, alpha male. Yeah. Like, 100% alpha male. So he's, like, well, you'll never be a black belt because you're a woman. You'll never be a, he, he says a line in the movie where he's, like, she'll, she was never going to be the man I wanted her to be or something. <laughs> and it's just, like, I don't know, it's funny because it's a joke. Yeah. But her character has a lot of depth, and I don't want to give everything away. But like I really liked her character. Like that's the like that's what I left with the movie was her character. Yeah. Like Jesse Eisenberg is kind of like a just a wafy. Is loser. he just kind of like a vessel? He's the, the what you'd yeah, expect Jesse right. Eisenberg to be. But there's so many great bits in this movie. Like again, this is all stuff in the trailer. I don't want to give too much away. But the sensei is like, what kind of music do you listen to? Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg's like, oh, I listen to adult contemporary. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. You, you need to listen to metal. And, like, he goes, there's this scene where he goes, it's shit that's, like, I don't know if everybody finds it as funny as I do, but, like, shit that's, like, super twee and, like, on the nose. Yeah. I, like, so he goes to this, like, record store, and it's just this shitty, like, CD store, and there's literally just one, like, one little rack, rack of yeah. CDs, and it's, like, like these are the only genres that exist. <laughs> And he goes to the metal. Everything else is in this neat little font, but metal is in this like dark occult font. And he like gets this. It's like two CDs that are in the metal genre. He gets one. He starts playing it again. You see this in the trailer. He starts playing the music, and it's just some like grindcore shit. And he's like, you can tell he's not into it when he listens to it. But then he looks over to the car next to him, and it's this like family, and they slowly wind their windows up, and then he like gets into yes. it. This movie is so good. Again, it will be. It's a it's a blip on the radar. This will be reviews are middling. I loved it. Gogs are ten plus. Yeah, sorry, guys. What, what? Uh, he does not need your endorsement. He has done plenty of things. What's he in? You What's will his know name? him. You will his name by the is, Trail of the Dead. The guy. His name is Alessandro Nivola. Uh, you will know him from the following films. He played the governor in You Were Never Really Here. It's a very small role, but he was in that. Okay, don't... He was uncredited in... I the... do remember. He gets killed in his house. The, the yeah. fingers. Yeah. Oh. He was uncredited in The Neon Demon. Oh. He, He's a reffing guy. He did a couple of other things. Uh, 
uncredited films. I want Neon De- go watch Neon Demon. I feel like it's a movie nobody talks about the anymore. Thing, love that the movie. thing that I think I would recognize him the most from, and maybe Kung the rest Fury. of Fury. No. Oh, God. He played uh, opposite of Nicolas Cage as Pollux Troy in oh, Face shit. Off. For real? Yeah. Oh, he's very good in this movie. Anyway, go watch <laughs> the artist. He's a guy that kind of looks like, um... Uh, he made me fuck her. What is that guy's name? Yeah. Uh, Leland Orser. Leland Orser, yeah. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, got a, he's got a thick career. He's done he's, 49 films. Well, he's very good in this movie. Like, very good. And he kind of looks like that guy from The Mall. Oh, go watch your number really here, too. That's yeah, that movie's great. Uh, but anyway, go watch uh, Art of Self-Defense. It's a movie... It's a fucking movie that is going to be in and out of theaters. It's an... Amazon movie, I believe. Okay. So it's so going to get it for free in a minute. You're going to see So we it. just made reference to three Amazon movies you need to see. The Neon Demon, yeah. You Were Never Really Here, and The Art of Self-Defense. Art of Self-Defense and The Neon Demon. Think, I, I will give one one little gag in The Art of Self-Defense that, oh, okay, that killed me. So there's a whole scene where uh, Jesse Eisenberg is told by Sensei that he needs to be more of an alpha. Yeah. So Jesse Eisenberg has a dog, and he's like, oh, that's great. He's like, is this a movie about male fragility? Yes. Okay. Uh, without a doubt. All right. Um, but he's like, oh, you got a dog. What kind of dog? He's like, oh, it's a German breed. He's like, oh, great, German Shepherd. That's that's great. That's a very masculine dog. He's yeah. like, oh, no, it's a it's a Datsun. <laughs> and he's like, oh. He's like, that's, that's not good. <laughs> and, uh... He, anyway, he tells him to be more of an alpha, and then the next scene, he's like, uh, so Jesse Eisenberg plays like a CPA or something. Yeah. So, <laughs> next scene, you see Jesse Eisenberg at his desk, and his desk, his wallpaper is just tits. It's just this, like, set of tits. <laughs> and, like, I saw this in a theater with, like, four people. <laughs> I, like, lost it. Like, when, like, because like, it's not... It's one of those great bits where it's just like it's just kind of like a long shot of his desk. <laughs> like it's not like it's like it's like I think a shittier movie would have started with like yeah. a tight close up of the tits. And but no, it's just like it's just there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I loved it. I I like like I'm gonna ho- go see it this week. Honestly, high ranking so far this year for me. I, I really really If it's still in theaters, it. I'll see it on Saturday. I really enjoyed it. Um also good on AMC because they have this whole tag now where they're they're saying AMC Artisan and like a lot of these like smaller movies are getting like so the movie's on focaccia bread yeah right uh I also saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood which Anthony I'm not gonna spoil don't worry I know he wants to see it Charles Manson killed those people Uh though and also J.K. Simmons is in Spider-Man god damn it No, he's not. The new one. Yeah. Uh, he, no, he's in the original. That's what Sean Also the new one. Uh, well, they took him out of the original and put him in the new one. Uh, <laughs> shit, they straight clipped him. God damn it. Why constantly make me bleep Because that beat makes me laugh. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, without any spoilers, is absolutely incredible. How good is Brad Pitt? Because he looks like a lot of fun in the trailer. Brad Pitt is very good, but the the star of the movie is Leo. Yeah. I you know, I got to be honest, like this made me this movie made me really stop and do kind of like my own little TJ retrospective on Leo because I I got to be honest. When I was a young man all those years ago, yeah. I kind of used to give Leo shit. Yeah, I guess same. He's I feel boring. like I feel yeah. like Titanic. He, he was never a guy that I really respected as an actor, and I don't think that's really fair. And the departed sucks. Departed is... Te- it's not his fault. No, it is not. But The Departed is garbage. Oh, no, you don't. Watch Infernal yeah. Affairs. Infernal Affairs is also half as long as yeah. that movie. Infernal Affairs <laughs> is a way better movie, and it's an hour and 20 minutes shorter. I didn't turn a corner on Leo until... I think it was Basketball Diaries? 
It's a good movie. That's way early. But though. that's very early. I didn't watch it till like oh, okay, after gotcha, Titanic. Like Titanic and he shit came out. Butt fucked by Bruno Kirby. That is I true. mean, who hasn't? Mm. Um, but I gotta tell you, man, Leo is so good in this movie. Like, so good. You know what I really like him in? Steel scening. Like, or steel scening. Seal stealing. Seal. I'm very tired. I really like him in Quick and the Dead, and that's like a lesser Raymond movie that nobody likes like, but me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. Well, one. Yeah, he's yeah. good. That, he that's is. A good movie. This is honestly, if he doesn't win an Oscar for this performance in in Once Upon a Time, he got I'll it win, already. I'll be shocked. What no, he's it? gonna get another one. He's dude. He you you got to watch the movie. He's so good in this. There's a scene, and I love. And you know, Hollywood loves can it I too. Pause you real quick. Sure. The movie, even though it has nothing no, to do with it, hand motions. Um, reminded me of a fucking. Um, a Shane Black movie from the trailer, or like that—that's very accurate. I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's, kind of like the other guys. It's something. a Shane yeah, Black nice movie, guys. yeah, nice guys. through the prism of Quentin Tarantino, right. because it's a very Tarantino movie. Um, but there's a sequence that I love in the movie, and again, it—you it, see it in the trailer. But I love movies where movies are taking place in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's, yeah. Like obviously... Why didn't you like Hail Caesar, though? Because Goggs and I both liked that movie. It just didn't land with... I didn't hate it. It just didn't land with me. Han Solo was He was good film. in that movie. Who? Han Solo. The guy... Oh, yeah. He wasn't yeah. bad. I didn't hate Hail Caesar. I just didn't think it was great. I... It just... You said it was the worst movie you'd ever seen. I don't remember that. Yeah, you said it was worse. Than also, Holocaust. like if you remember that year had a lot of bangers, and I feel like I saw it, <laughs> I saw it right at the end of the year, and it was just like it just I, again After all these bangers, and also it's <laughs> it didn't slap. You're comparing it to like the Coens oeuvre, and it's just I'm sorry they've already made you know they already made Barton Fink, which is the perfect fucking movie within a movie. Barton Fink. But anyway, Leo. Just it's this long scene where he's going through his lines, and it just builds to him fucking up. Which again, you see in the trailer, yeah. and it's just it's so good. Also, um, I don't know if uh, Timothy Oliphant has gotten real plastic surgery or they just did it for the movie. I hope it's just for the movie because he looks fucking weird. He <laughs> looks so weird. I, was I don't like, think he has, because he was just in um, that Netflix show that everybody's wife likes with Drew Barrymore. Santa Cruz Diet. He looked just like a, a slumber older. But anyway, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is... How is he in the movie? He's good. Yeah. He's he's hardly in it. He's a bit okay. character. Uh, but the movie's absolutely fantastic. Who plays Manson? I can't remember. I don't either. He's... I mean, I guess maybe it's a spoiler to say he's barely in the movie. Oh. Uh, but, you know, it's crazy. So, Mindhunter, which I'm a big fan of, that the Netflix show. show. Yeah. So, season two is coming out soon. The guy that plays old Manson, like yeah. he plays, I think Mindhunter takes place in the 70s. Right. So, he plays like a bearded, you know, the Manson yeah. that you're more familiar with, everybody's more familiar with. It's the same actor. Oh, shit. It's the same actor in Once Upon a Time Hollywood and in Mindhunter. But if you look at the two screens, like, I saw an article where they're like, this is the same guy. And you're like... So I related. How's Holt McElwainy as, like, a lead actor? Because he's only ever in, like, little bit things. What are you talking about in Mindhunter? Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's really... Mindhunter is... I feel like he's one of those guys One of the best shows on Netflix. It's too burly to be a lead actor. No, but his character's very good. But you know what I mean? Like, he's no, I get like, it. Yeah. Well, he's always just been, like, a guy that's in David Fincher yeah. shit. But I'm, it's like, he's great. He's also great in the two seconds he's in Justice League. Yeah. Um, no, Mindhunter is the great... is a very good show that, like, no one talks about besides me. I loved it. Uh, but anyway, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is fantastic. 
Uh, what I, I'm not gonna say rank it in order, but what team? What echelon of well, Tarantino? I did movies? this on the. I did this over the weekend, and I, I I genuinely have a hard time ranking shit. And every time, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Reasons he buys. Well, that and I feel like I don't know. And anything like hey, okay. So here are my tiers, right? You don't have to put them in any order. Jackie Brown, Inglorious Bastard, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's about tier. my tier. And then it's Kill Bill one and two. It's above that. It's right above top tier. Okay, it's very good. Like top to down script, production design, because everything is like real. Is it too long? Like his last two movies? No, okay. I don't think so. Well, the thing is, is that so its title isn't just a clever homage to fucking Sergio Leone's yeah. movies. It is an epic. Like, and it kind of I feel like. Me personally, now again, I, I'm an unrepentant Quentin Tarantino mark. I will say that you know openly. I felt that like the length, it felt like a big movie. Like it, okay. it carries a lot of stuff in it, and it I doesn't think, just feel bloated like the last two. No, I don't think so. I mean, I, you could dis, you could watch it and disagree with me, but I honestly was captivated the whole. Would time. Would you agree that Django? Oh, especially <laughs> in. I know you, you like Hateful Eight a bit more than I do, but it's also like a bit bloated. I think that Django is the one you point to as yeah. way too bloated. The, the last 20 minutes you could get rid of completely. Right. Especially considering that it, it like ends, and then you have that it stupid scene with Tarantino yeah. that goes on forever. And then it comes back just to have another shootout right. that ends the movie again. It's just like, what? Uh, but anyway, uh, and then I watched... my girl, uh, Go ahead. Harley Quinn? She's, well, one... And I know this is the only reason you're asking. She do some squats. She's never looked better. She okay. got a little heavier, and she looks like I've never. I mean, obviously, I think she's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, she's you know, but I, I've she's never really done. A but whole when lot. you're picking at the dessert buffet, she's not going to be your first yeah. choice. She's not the the pecan pie. No, but uh, fuck, Alec, we're talking uh, pecan pie all day. But anyway, she looks fantastic yeah. in the movie, and she's really good in it. Uh, there's a lot of like, I'm doing air quotes controversy about her role. Um, but without spoiling anything, like, I think the people that have the, that say shit like, well, she doesn't have enough lines. It's like, I don't think you understood the point of the movie. Is like, it, it's very clear what he's going is for. Is it her feet? Yeah. Oh, this movie is foot heavy. <laughs> so like, I know like Tarantino's at a point in his career where like, and I'm like, obviously he's been that way for 20 years. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. The, <laughs> the feet in this movie. <laughs> there's got, one sequence. There's one. I don't know. Are, are you fucking kidding? Stop me? it! I'm serious. Are Stop you doing it. a bit? No, you I'm can't not. Can't do it with a straight face. You no, swear I'm God. dead serious. I swear to God, I never noticed the feet thing. I apologize. Really? Yeah. Is there the just... whole thing in Kill Bill with her like moving her toe and like the Frau von Hammerschmark scene? The fucking in fucking Bastards. in Pulp Fiction where she takes off her fucking shoes to dance. Oh God. Yeah. It's all there, dude. And he's so hard up for feet, he had to get his own hands in there and choke. What's her face? Yeah, that's weird. Is there feet in, but if uh, you listen to the actress in the Inglorious Bachelor, she said she requested it because yeah. she was uncomfortable with the stunt guy. She, well, she, she, she requested it so he'd stop jerking off. What Probably. feet stuff was in hate? Was there feet stuff in hate plate? I'm sure there are. I don't if you go back. I'm sure Zoe Bell. Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, uh, oh, Zoe Bell has a fun cameo oh, in, she, in the new um, movie. Fucking Jungle Julia, Sydney Poitier's daughter, Sydney Poitier in Death Proof. Yeah. Wow. With her feet all over this fucking screen when she's got her feet wow. up in the bar. 
It's I did not I I, I genuinely not know that believe was you didn't ever pay. Never, we swear you're not doing a bit. I swear to God, and all that is anyway. Are we in that much of a bubble that even God no, is in it. I made a comment on Facebook, and people told me that I should get over it at this point <laughs> because, like, why are you surprised anymore? I'm like, I it's. Uh, Okay, it doesn't break the movie, but it is like literally like egregious. Yeah. Like there's a scene where where Man, Brad Pitt me. Brad Pitt picks up a hitchhiker and like the shot feet out the window. It's like no, it's feet on the fucking windshield, but the shot is like like almost like feet like point of view shot. It's that was in Jackie Brown with fucking um she takes Richard off her Fonda shoes and, and like yeah. Um, Right, yeah, like, Jackie um, Brown. There's a scene where she takes off her shoes too, and it's like it's a, it's not. I can. It is not subtle. I'm literally <laughs> shocked that you first of all didn't know this, and two didn't no. just gleam it from no. watching the movies. Anyway, it's not where no, my glean head. it. You gleam a cube. You glean information. Oh, sorry, I not. I, <laughs> I, I literally thought it was the same word. I did not. I, I guess that my mind was never on. Feet. I also watched two other movies with Gogs, and he'll get into those. I shall. Uh. I can't. I feel like I'm missing a movie or something, but I don't. It doesn't matter. I've already talked way too long. I'm trying to think if there's a movie you watched and texted me halfway through that you bailed on. Oh, did I, did I already talk about Alita: Battle Angel? Yeah, yeah no, I talked about that. that. Yeah. Uh, now I'm just googling Tarantino feet. I, like, I'm not being a dick here, but I, like, I really, I still think you're kind of doing a bit. I swear, I swear to you, I'm not. All right, so Sean, uh, I watched one movie. One movie. It's called Parking Lot the Movie. It's a documentary about parking lot attendance. I wanted it, to watch that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's on Netflix. Uh, or yeah, it was or on Amazon Netflix one for a long time. Yeah. It's cool. There are all these like overeducated like philosophy majors. Like it's like a punk rock parking lot. Yeah. Like it's cool in the movie, but like they're people you would find insufferable in real life if you had to be around them. It's kind of like <laughs> most people <laughs> being at the auto bar at certain times. <laughs> Not the people that work there because they're awesome, but no, they're just great. the people that. Frequent. Uh, they come up there to do karaoke from Micah and shit. These yeah. assholes. Like that time at my gallery. We did a gallery there and there was just like people doing karaoke and then we went up to sing karaoke and have fun with it and yeah. we got like scowled. No, 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 that's not what happened. Oh. What do you think? We got up there and sang um, uh, go Cr- Let's Go Crazy by Prince like the day after he died and all the Micah kids were grinding and butt freaking each other on the dance floor. <laughs> that's what happened. Uh, well, I'm also, TJ doesn't know the words to that song. No. <laughs> So he piped in, but uh, no, it's it's a very good like hour and ten, easy documentary. But there's not much to it because it's just them talking about working in a parking lot. So, but it was interesting. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Anything else? Uh, oh no, I watched uh, Exorcist three. Oh, that's we haven't talked about Exorcist three. I don't know. I but feel it's like we must very be. good. I think I prefer it to The Exorcist. Wow, that's a that's a. I don't hot think it's take. a. I don't think it's a better movie. Like objectively, what's his name? Football in the groin is really George good C. in that Scott, movie. Yeah. Patrick Ewing's yeah. in it. Patrick Ewing? He's like one of the... You know when he's having the, the hallucination in the hospital? Yeah. With all the angels? Yeah, yeah. The one that stands up and looks at him, that big black dude, is Patrick Ewing. He played at Georgetown when they shot no the movie. Way. I remember Brad Dorff being very good at yeah, the movie. Yeah, Brad Dorff's excellent. I mean, yeah. George Scott is... I wish he was in more horror, because he has like that really like... He's George Scott, so like he has yeah. that like heavy fucking gravitas. Well, the best thing about that is that they didn't... like What's his name? Uh, Peter Blatley? Is uh, that his name? Yeah, William Peter... Bat, bait, blatty, blatty. I don't know. Anyway, he didn't want to make Exorcist three. He because yeah. that's based on a book that's called like Legion or something. Yeah. And but they're like, no, no, no. It's got to be Exorcist three. And they're yeah. like, all right, sure. But he got to write it and direct it, which is fun. And he's not. He wasn't a bad director. For no, the... I thought he did a great job. That's yeah. a great movie. That it's is very creep. Like it's, it's more like um, 
I don't want to use the word like ethereal, but like in the more literal sense, mm-hmm. like I agree. You know, because the Exorcist is you know fun. I mean, it's dark, but like you actually see like these weird, almost like oil painting representations of like what's going on in the afterlife while yeah. he's walking through, and it's a detective story too. Yeah, like, which is cool. Big fan. Watch Exorcist. It's a cool three. movie. Don't it's, watch the second Exorcist. I don't movie. know if it's still available, but it might be. I got, I got Exorcist one. Two, two and three, and Dominion, Dominion, and that other one. Which one's the one where like Paul Schrader directed one of them, and Rennie Harlan that's, directed one of them? But it's the like one. the same movie. Well, yeah, it's like it's weird. They're two separate movies that they finished. Like, yeah. imagine how much money they spent. They finished, but they only released one to the theaters. Um, but I got that whole set on Amazon for like fifteen well, bucks. Well, Screen Factory put out a, like a restoration, a, a fancy of, version yeah. of three. Yeah, I don't have that. But I have, I do have an oblivion. Watch Exorcist 3. Yeah, it's excellent. Gogs. I watched three things. Three things? I watched uh, The First Purge. Did the movie The First Purge or The First Purge movie? I watched the movie The First okay, Purge. So no, you didn't Purge talk about it on the movie. show. You talked about it with me. Okay, please. Yeah. To explain. Um, so this is, the, uh, this is the OG Purge. This is the first one they ever did back on uh, Staten Island. And it's not good. <laughs> it's the, How many of the other ones have you seen? One. Which one? The the first. Oh, you purge. missed the two good I, ones. That's what I told him. <laughs> I haven't seen either of the Grillo purges. Oh, you gotta watch the Grillo purges though. But uh, <laughs> Grillo purges though. So <laughs> what would you call a handsome Dan the punch machine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first purge. Does it, either of you seen it? No, but please no. spoil it. Okay, so the first purge, the idea is that... Uh, is it... the scary before you get into it. Is it too, like, serious? Like It's too now. Yeah. Yeah. Because the other purge movies are ridiculous. This is the really... The second one and the third one. This one's... No, this one's... This is so ridiculous, but it's really, like, message! Yeah. Right? So, you have the whole... Uh, the new founding fathers... Are like the Sons of Liberty from fucking Metal Gear. Oh, metal. <laughs> like they've become a third is it, political. Is the, the president Solidus. Yeah, like, are they, they the Lale Lule? Yeah, low? they're the Lale Lule. <laughs> this new political party that's storming the nation. Why does Metal Gear come up on every show? Because Metal Gear <laughs> fucking rules. So they come up. So they come up with this idea. They interview a crackhead named Skeletor, okay. and he talks about how he needs to purge. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's use that. So then they pay people, they pay poor folks on uh, on Staten Island. Shaolin. Uh, yeah, that's from the slums of Shaolin. Uh, five G's a pop to make it for this first night. So Basically, it's, like it's voluntary, gang. right? And they're like, yo, just hang out here. We give you five G's, whatever. They go and people are like, uh, all, all the rich people fucking leave. All the so poor it's like the most dangerous around. game or um, what's the Judgment Night movie? No, 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 where they pay to hunt them. Oh, um, a hard target. Yeah, yeah. So, so this happens. They're like, all right, let's see What's what happens. The one with Ice, isn't there one with Ice Cube? It's surviving the surviving game. Surviving the game. Yeah. So and that's F. Murray Abraham. So now you've got, you've got all you these, all, all, all these people are <laughs> Ice just, Cube is in it though. I don't yeah. know how. Not really. Ice T. Oh, now I'm burnt. So, uh, all this, all these people are hanging out on Staten Island. All these poor folks they want fucking five G's for twelve hours of risking their life, and, uh. The shit's not going down as planned, and Marissa Tomei is like the the psychologist that sort of invented the purge, mm. and she's getting how all regretful is she? Ten minutes in the movie, very. So now, I mean, that doesn't sound terrible. Well, well, and then so now people aren't purging; the people are having like parties, and 
People are doing some light shit, like they're knocking over ATM machines or whatever. This fucking crackhead Skeletor's running around stabbing people with needle hands. Ooh. Um, and then, so the Lale Lulale uh, does not see enough purging, so they release their caged white supremacists <laughs> out of, like, warehouses to, like, get the shit going so Jesus. that this thing actually generates into the purge we know and love. Uh, the know. movie I is. I hate the premise. It's not great. I'm making it better than it sounds. Yeah. Okay. Now you have a tendency. You to do, do that. that a lot. That I still want to watch that. That's Hellraiser. why I watch Transformers too. I want to watch that Hellraiser movie that you hated so much. So so here's the thing about the purge. Uh, the first purge. Uh, I think that a purge movie would be. I think the first purge is a better idea of just saying. We fucking had the purge, and it's just little vignettes of people purging. Yeah, it's kind of what the rest of the movies are. Well, this weren't one, they going to make a show like that? They did. Oh, oh, nobody watched it. Well, this that should be what this movie was. There is one. I think it was on network TV. I think it was on like USA. There is one. Uh, so I think it, was, it came uh, on after Raw. So was Series Seven, The Contender. What? That's a USA original movie. Oh yeah, but it wasn't. They never showed that on like TV. Yeah, they did. Did they really? That's There's shit. one bright spot in this movie. This the, the there's a guy so. There's the, the two main characters, or two of the main characters, right? There's like the street activist that she's like a community organizer and she's trying to like say, don't participate, blah, blah, you know, right? She's like kind of hippy dippy love, whatever. And her ex boyfriend is like the drug king of Staten Island. Right. As, as it happens. That's this dude who plays the drug king of Staten Island, I think, I, I'm going to butcher his name, so I apologize. I think it's uh, Yolan Noel. Okay. He fucking kicks ass. Oh, yeah, I've seen that guy. This dude. There's scenes in this movie where he's like, this guy's got action stars coming later. Shit. No, it's like he does it real well. Cool. He fucking handles Go, shit. At some point, watch Purge Election Year, the yeah. second Grillo one. Okay, you'll like that. This, the the everybody's dressed up in like like What's a teenage girl dressed up in Army of Two gear with like gold What's the gas. Fucking second one called Anarchy. Yeah, that one's pretty good too. Well, There's two Grillo ones. Well, yeah. whatever. The, What's that Grillo movie we're supposed to see coming out? Oh, oh Slap Doodle or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's yeah. called Slap Doodle. But so I watched the first purge. Slap Doodle. <laughs> Starring Handsome Day on the Punch Machine. <laughs> Netflix original. <laughs> Slap Doodle. Yeah, it's got a Falcon in it. Fra- um, Frank Grillo is in some new Netflix original that popped up on my little recommends. The other not the one with Falcon. I still got to see Wheelman. No, it's a new one. Oh, Wheelman's good. Yeah. I enjoyed Wheelman. I've never seen Wheelman. Both uh, of you would like it. It's good. But then you've got... You called it Man of Wheels. The only thing that... I think I said it when I talked about it. Is it, it better show. than Locke? It's much better than Locke. Okay. The only problem is, is that is it, it has... It's better than John Locke. The writer? The economist, yeah. <laughs> Wait. There, isn't there like a... There's a classic literature John Locke, isn't there? No, no, no. You're just thinking about things that let boats go through. Right? Anyway... Uh, the, in Wheelman, there's like car chases that they obviously didn't have money to shoot, uh, so they're like very like kind of yeah. like myopic. Done with Hot Wheels. Anyway, uh, anything else? I watched two things with you. Yes, two you did. Things? I watched. You uh, watched the Witch. I watched the, the Witch. First time. Still haven't seen it. That's Real. amazing. Real yeah. good. Watch it right now. <laughs> go, okay. Go watch it. Go on. Go on. <laughs> um, how have you not seen the Witch? It's so I, I don't like period. Like pre-industrial, oh, doesn't matter. It's this so one, this movie is this movie. Something the witches. I don't know how to describe it. It is. Uh, is it better than Blair Witch? Book of Shadow. Yeah, Book of yeah, Shadow. Book of Shadow. <laughs> shout out to Book of Shadow. Shout out to a real one. Uh, <laughs> oh, we forgot to give a shout out to. Uh, 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 no, no, Osama bin Laden's son who's dead. Oh, uh, they're just calling it Kata now, no. according to NBC News. Did you see that? No, it's on, like they're they shorted it up. Like they have some like. Straight up millennial retard putting up the <laughs> Facebook headlines for oh the NBC God. News. It says, "Heir to Kada, 
Wow. Yo, can we get some Kata? Yeah, shout out to a real one. Sorry, uh, Osama <laughs> Bin Laden's son. But, uh, yeah, you know, big up. Yeah, big uh, up. Bless up. Osama Bin Laden's son. So you got, uh, witch, <laughs> I almost said the witch, too. So the witch, uh, it's set in what? It's Puritan times, right? 1760, I think. It's Yo, these pilgrims no, are no, fresh no. off the bar. I looked it up while we were watching the movie. I think 1690. Yeah, it's pre-America. We're still a colony. Um, and, you know, I'm not gonna spoil it for Sean. I don't care. Spoil the movie's been out for like three years. If I was that worried about it, I would have saw it. Well, these people get, these people are like, fuck y'all Christians, y'all bougie, and then they dip into the woods. They got that dog named Chinese Steve, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can't forget about that part of the movie. (laughs) Chinese Steve. (laughs) What's the dog? It takes place in 1630. 1630, so there you go. Got a bad dog, though, right? No, it's a goat. Oh, okay. Black (laughs) Philip. So they they just skeet off into the woods and then <laughs> and now you got this family. I'm just picturing them all like, like standing on like the tree line. <laughs> it, it it opens. It actually opens. The movie basically opens really tough with a a baby gets absconded into the night I and mean, then it goes downhill the from there. You don't you, get so. absconded. You get absconded with. Anyway, well, they have so what did you the think baby. of the movie? I loved it. Yeah, it was really what did good. you like about it? Can't you, huh? Can you like not hear it or something? I remember you talking. It's very quiet. The I had that problem the yeah. very first time I saw it at the Charles, but in subsequent viewings, I haven't. But had we watched problem. it with the subtitles on because they speak that wacky English. It's tough to understand what they're saying because they speak in period. Oh, the hither and thither and yon. Yeah. It's even worse than that. Well, the thing is, too, apparently that continues in Robert Edgar's Egg, Eggers' new movie. Uh, the Lighthouse, which the trailer just dropped, and it looks amazing. Yeah. But that takes place in, like, uh, early 19th century. Yeah. Or 20th century. Uh, and they speak in, like, this weird, like, New England dialect. Yeah. And apparently it's very hard to Don't understand, too. Don't go down too. that road, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that apparently, people, uh, early reviews are saying that that's Willem Dafoe's best performance <laughs> ever. Even better than when he hung dong. Uh, yes. Or Boondock Saints. Ooh, oh, it was a firefight. Boondock Saints. Well, I'm glad you like The Witch. I did. I love the, 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 I forget what her name is, but the main, basically the main character, the girl who... Uh, Taylor Joy. Is she kills Oh, from it. Blade Runner? Is she, she not in that? Are you thinking of, of Joy? J-O-I? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm getting... Her name is, like, I forget her name. It's like... It's it is like starts. It's very similar sounding, but it's not her. No, she Anna Taylor it. Joy was in in Switch or uh, Split. What was the fucking James McAvoy? Oh, Split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She kills it. The dad kills it. Um, the movie's just just creepy and haunting and. It's, I'm it's, glad you like it because as I was watching like, it, I was like really worried Gogs was going to drop the I don't understand what's going on. But she was also in Thoroughbreds. I wanted to see that movie. I think still Nate still haven't watched it. And I've had it on my hard drive for about a year now. It's I a nice haunting movie without any jump scares, really. Well, maybe one. It's not really, yeah. I think, I think there's A. It's very good. I love it. I think it's, like, again, it's it's like hereditary. It's a fucking master. It's a quality movie. horror film. Now let's talk about a movie that's not good. Um, but you enjoyed it. <laughs> well, we enjoyed it together. It's one of those movies where if we watched it by ourselves, we, we watched hated it. We watched a movie called Between Worlds, 2018's Between Worlds. That, is it something that has to do with like a post-apocalypse in Canada or no, something? No, not even close. So how did this even start, guys? We just we started. We started watching. We, we watched five, five minutes. The first five minutes of I think five different films. That's true. 
and I, I should go back to my Netflix history and figure out which five. And this is at were. like three thirty in the morning. We were just like, whatever. Let's it's just like pop hilarious. something else on. And we pop, we pop on a movie and go. We give it five minutes. Yeah. And then go. No. No. And then we saw Nicolas Cage at, in like a like a trucker outfit, and it was called like whatever the what between. Is the I already forgot the title. And we're oh, like, I remember this because they were talking about it like. Uh, it kind of, they screened it like right after Mandy or something. Like it come out like right so, after. Yeah, guys, please explain what this movie tries to be about. What what did the what did the synopsis say? Tell just don't worry about it. Don't worry. Um. So the movie here's the here's the rundown. The movie is about a uh, Nick Cage is a trucker. Okay. I'm he is so far. He is he is hard up on whatever. You know, he's drunk. He's whatever. His wife is dead. Yeah, he is because he was checking Facebook. I don't know why. No, that was Black Mirror. <laughs> nice, season, whatever that was. So now, wife's dead. His truck's all he got. It's gonna get repossessed. Whatever. He, he come. He he come at a truck stop. He's taking. He's going to the bathroom, taking a piss or something. <laughs> no, I forgot. And, How did I forget about this? And the the main character. What is she from again? She's oh. from, she's the lead in Run Lola Run. Run oh shit, Lola. And from does she speak English? Yeah. So Lola, and she was the she was in the Bourne Identity movies. Yeah, she was like the love interest in the Jason Bourne movies. So Lola the from first two. Run Lola Run is getting choked out in a truck stop bathroom. Yes, like to the point of death. Like, right. Nick Cage comes in, fucks up the dude who's doing it, saves her. How bored does Nick Cage look during this? He looks like he's about to fall asleep almost the entire. Movie. Or he looks manic. It's yeah, it's one or the other. And then so he gets he she gets all pissed because he fucked it up. Because if she gets near death, if she flatlines well, basically to be clear, you let me be let me be clear. Let me be clear. <laughs> uh, <I'm>, uh, <laughs> um, but uh you don't know this, and like it's funny because he breaks up this like rape murder, and then he's like, get in the truck. And you're like, what? Like there's no conversation between yeah. Betwixt the two scenes, and she's also and a then, trucker. And then she gets mad, and she never explains why. But then they just like drive off, and you're just like, "What?" Like the movie is like literally like they they like had like a script, and then they just kept skipping pages. <laughs> and they're like, like I, he I remember, was just holding down A to skip. I remember like a, a long we, time. Like, we're riding this truck for a day. I remember a go. long time ago, fucking when when uh, Maholland Drive DVD came out years okay, ago. Okay, I'm really interested to see where this goes. Well, David Lynch claimed famously that Maholland Drive was a what do you call a cipher? I don't yeah. know if this is like an actual. Where you thing. can watch it from any. You point. can watch it from any point. That's what this movie. It's like any point you watch this movie, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like everything just drops. Like, keep going, guys. I'm sorry. So so eventually Let's find out eventually. It comes out that she, if she flatlines, she can commune with the dead. Yes. Now her daughter is a, so a real like movie we just watched. Her daughter's a real gearhead, and her and her biker boy friends are out whipping through traffic. She gets into some sort of quasi horrific sport bike accident. <laughs> so Nick Cage escorts this woman to the hospital. This woman is also a trucker. She presumably leaves her truck at this truck stop. She to visit their daughter, or her daughter, who's in a coma. So... This all takes place over how long? Minutes. Two seconds. <laughs> They've known each other 45 minutes at this point. Okay. And then she convinces Nick Cage to choke her out in the hospital mm-hmm. so that she can try and bring her daughter's soul back from the, from the, from the edge. Okay. And, and throw it back in her body. 
So this all goes down, and the daughter wakes up, and, you know, hilarity ensues. Uh, Nick Cage decides to, I hope he wasn't hauling anything perishable, because he ends up staying, he's supposed to, like, be in, I don't know, two states over, like, tomorrow, and he stays for three days in Mobile, Alabama, with this strange time about how he has to pay off his truck bill? Yes. Okay. How did you know that? Yeah. So he does. So he stays there for three days with the daughter and Call the mom. Motivation. <laughs> so now he finally pieces out. He finally delivers whatever he gets paid, like a nickel and a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. He drops the shit off, and they're like, they're like, he's like not gonna pay you at all. It's he's like, like fourteen dollars. <laughs> he's like after late charges and everything. Here you go. They repossess. They managed to repossess his on. truck. Stop, if you're listening to the show, stop right now and go look up the poster for this movie because it is something else. Which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so. So, hold on. We haven't even gotten to the best part. Well, the So now, I don't know how he does Nicholas it. Nicholas Cage, Between Worlds, uh, tagline His new life is haunted by old ghosts. That is true. <laughs> so he goes. You shouldn't watch that he movie. Dips back, he dips back to this girl's house in Mobile who he just met. And he spent three days with. There's copious nudity in this movie. There's a lot of, like, sex There's and so yelling. There's so many posters for this. The other one, it's the same poster you saw, but he's wearing sunglasses, and the tagline is, Vengeance is born in hell. <laughs> what? That so, doesn't even make sense. Nope. <laughs> so, you get... Okay, so he's back in Mobile with Run Lola Run and, his da- and her daughter. And they're banging. Run Lola, like, Run, Lola, Run and Nick Cage are instantly banging violently. And they're violent like, dog. And they're they're the movie sets it up like they're like deeply in love. Yeah, yeah. So now, so keep that in mind because the flip the switch is about to get flipped because <laughs> now the daughter is not really the daughter. The daughter is the soul of Nick Cage's old burned up wife. Yes. So now the daughter keeps trying to fuck Nick Cage. And does. And does successfully. And at one point, there's a flash... Or is it a... We don't even know if it's a flashback. We think it's a flashback. Nick Cage reads from a book. Oh, a book written by Nick Cage. Yes. <laughs> like, during... Say, no, it's a flashback. We're not joking. He's, he's currently... He used to be a writer, and then his wife died, and he took no, up trucking. No, 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 no Not no. by his character. It says... The book says, by Nick written Cage. Written by Nick Cage... Okay. You can read it clear as that. He is fucking his wife in one scene, and it's cross cut with him fucking the soul of his wife in this daughter. The daughter, in both by cases, the way, total smoke show. So they're both reading this book. Does so the it, wife, it's like, ghosts go, oh man, these tits are great. Like, does she make any comments about her young body? She, yes. she feels herself up yes. quite a bit. I feel like I could write this movie while you're describing it. <laughs> so, so, so here's one of the things I observed while watching the movie. It's because he didn't seem to have this book, this sexy time Nick Cage book with him in his possession. It's an so, erotic novel. Yes. I don't know, but he's reading it while they're having sex. He reads it while they have sex. So, are we to believe this book is so ubiquitous that everyone has a copy is of it? Is this like The Man in the High Castle or something? <laughs> I don't know. So, now, so him, there's actually one interesting scene in the movie where him and his wife's spirit in the daughter, uh, oh nice, God. are like having like sort of this conspiratorial moment. About what to do with Run Lola Run. Meanwhile, Run Lola Run's trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. She hooks up with like oh, the, there's the, like a the drug boyfriend, the drug deal. Right. right, they try and rob. They end up robbing uh, fucking uh, Doc Ock, <laughs> a la uh, 
Alfred Molina's in the Yeah, well, basically. They have an Alfred Molina type type scene where they rob the drug dealers. Oh, the Boogie Nights thing. And then uh, he's Chinese. So they, uh... Would you be shocked to find out this woman, this movie was directed by a woman? Yes, we, we... Yeah. So, oh, okay, so the title of the book that he reads while having sex is called Memories by Nicolas Cage. And it's like, it's like if something like your elementary school published, like, it's got like a... <laughs> It's like, it's got like, a like a laminated, oh. yeah. This movie is absolutely insane. So now Lola is trying to figure out what's going on because the drug dealer boyfriend who got knocked off, knocked off, knocked over, and his, his boy got shot is like, where's your crazy daughter? And they're having like a weird hose battle trying to sell a motorcycle. And Run Lola Run and, and, and the boyfriend go to Nick Cage's old burned down house where it's revealed that Nick Cage's wife couldn't deal with him being away all the time, so Nick Cage's wife murdered their daughter and burned their house down. Yes. So Nick Cage came home to that. Oh, God, I just remember how this movie ends. You take it on home. So, yeah, so after that, the house burns down. Yes. Nicolas Cage, like, drives away? No. No, he gets killed, doesn't he? He burns the house. He lights himself on fire. That's he right, that's right. He himself in gasoline. Yeah. And then... So the, because then, the big reveal is his wife. He wants to be with his wife's soul, but then his wife explains that she killed their daughter, and he can't deal with that anymore. Yeah, yeah and he kills himself. But, but Lola, go ahead. But then, cuts to black, and we're like, okay, where's the credits? Is he in hell? No. Oh. It's a scene with presumably young Nick Cage. Right. Like a child Nick Cage. Yeah. Getting in between a fight between his father, his abusive father, and his mother. With a shotgun. With a shotgun. He shoots his father, correct? I believe so. Then credits. Then credits. What? And Lola gets got in the guts. Oh, that's right. <laughs> but I think she's able... Doesn't she able to... She's able to save her, her daughter's soul and her daughter and the drug dealer boyfriend go off into the night? I don't remember. We probably should have watched this movie. Yeah, I think this is a future mo uh, movie to podcast movie. unbelievably bad. It was so... <laughs> it was bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. In like the the classical way of being bad where it's just all... It was so fucking confusing. It was just... Nicolas Cage's performance is like insane. It's all over the board. And like, again... Like nudity everywhere for like the the fuck scenes between him and Run Lola Run are just like disturbing, <laughs> like like, like uh, Tom Atkins Halloween three disturbing. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, that's an apt comparison. Oh, here's whole titty. Here's what we watched. I, I found the list. <laughs> we watched uh, we watched five minutes of gold the golem. <laughs> oh yeah, that sucked. Where we watched someone just get destroyed by a giant. Uh, I don't know, mound of sound. Golem. We watched uh, five minutes of Killing Ground, where the people were just like ins like insufferably driving down the sh down the road, talking about being doctors. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, yeah. We watched five minutes of Big Kill, which was that weird <laughs> comedy western shootout movie. That was terrible. Oh my god! You want to talk about like fake Tarantino bullshit? <laughs> It was watch. like the movie started with like a shootout, and this like one cowboy was like fucking this chick. He's like, "Oh, I gotta finish up," and then he like, "I was like last man standing." Oh, it was so bad. And we watched five minutes of Brooklyn's Finest until I realized I've already seen Brooklyn's Finest. Yeah, and then we watched. Uh, Didn't watch this. Which one's the Antoine Fuqua? Was that that one or Street Kings? Street Kings, I think. No, well, I think it was that because I think that's why we started watching it. 
Anyway, let's talk about the movie we watched. Wait, wait did I Sean say what we... movies he watched? Oh, I thought yeah, you already we did. did. Yeah, yeah, I did uh, Exorcist 3 and... Because uh... I already feel like we've gone like an hour and a oh, half. I also watched Eddie Strongman, which is a that documentary is... about Eddie Hall. Who's Eddie Hall? One, one of the world's strongest men. I, thought I feel you, you watched that before. Too. I have. It's really good. I thought you were one of the world's strongest men. I'm not. Emotionally. No, that is no, certainly not, not, true, not yeah. even close. One of the world's weakest men emotionally. What did we watch, guys? We watched Ouija 2 Electric. Cruise Control. <laughs> Return yeah. of Durant. Which if we watched Ouija... Actually, can, just, we, can we, like... Can we put a moratorium on electric, electric boogaloo? boogaloo and yeah, just I like Return of Durant. Return of Durant Return is, is much good. better. What about Cruise Control, though? Like, Cruise Control's not bad. That's not bad. But Ouija... This isn't Ouija 2. It's called Ouija Origin of Shadows. Shadows. No, Origin of Evil. Origin of Evil. Terrible title. Terrible title. Awful title. Good movie. Very good movie. Fantastic movie. Really good movie. Sleeper Slapper. Yeah. <laughs> this movie sleepily slaps. <laughs> This was directed by Mike Flanagan, who's directed Hush. Did I already say this? No, I said the people. Mike Flanagan directed Hush, a movie we all really liked. Uh, he directed Gerald's Game, which I really liked. It's a Netflix. It's a, it's a Netflix original. It's on Netflix right now. He directed Oculus, which is a WWE movie that is way better than it has any right to be. And then yes. he directed this, which is the same. It's it's really fucking good. It's also, local boy done good. Super low budget movie. That's it's like. You take a low budget, you get a guy that actually like tries. It's low budget, like in the Hollywood sense. It's not like a micro budget, like well, a Bronson you said or something. It was under twenty million, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. What was hereditary? What was hereditary's budget? I don't remember. What is that movie called? Because I feel like it's hereditary. hereditary. No, it's her- heredity. Heredity. No, I-, I said it right the first time. It's called hereditary. Hereditary. Yes. I always say hereditary. Well, you're wrong. That's not how anyone says that word, except for you. Yep. But anyway, it's hereditary. So what happened in this movie, guys? Uh, so in this this movie, shit went down. This the, yeah, then the shit goes down. This movie's a period piece set in the nineteen. It's about period sixties, I think. Yeah, no, it's sixties. So you, uh, you're it's in L.A. Apparently, I did. Is not that what it is? Yeah. Okay, so you're introduced to this uh, this young family of ladies. Uh, Incorrect. There's a was well, a family of two young ladies and a mom. Incorrect. You're introduced... Well, you're introduced to a seance. Correct. All right. So, the seance... Can we do that? Can God say two wrong things and finally get the right thing? I don't know. So, the seance happens... I, we had a bachelor party for Hugh. I had a bachelor party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hugh's honor. I went to the <laughs> So, we, the seance happens. Um, some wacky ghost shit goes down. Uh, old man almost has a heart attack, but doesn't give his daughter money. And then you find out it's all a scam by a Carla Gugino double up and her clever daughters. She doesn't look a thing like Carla Gugino. I thought she looked a little. She's lighter. Gugino adjacent. <laughs> so she's not the genuine article. <laughs> nice. So you find out that there's this family. It's it's two daughters and a mom, and she, the mom's a medium. Pause. Is, does she look like Carla Gugino because she's dressed up in the sixties and she's hot? Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Anyone who's hot from the sixties is Carla Gugino. <laughs> So now checks out. So you find <laughs> out that you know their 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 uh, the husband slash father has passed away. <laughs> they're struggling to make they're struggling to make payments on the house. Husband slash father. Well, that's who it is to, relative to the group. You keep talking. I have to pee. Really so bad. the the they're he's dead. They need. So this is how she makes money, but she's not making enough money. Because she's getting paid in, like, straight singles? <laughs> yeah, like, so the fact that the uh, the daughters botched this seance grind cost them five whole dollars. Yeah. So anyway, the the night ensues, and 
The mom goes to bed, the younger daughter goes to bed, the older daughter goes and parties over at a friend's house where they break out a Ouija board. And they're playing around, the girls, the older girl's like, ah, I fuck with this shit all day, you know, whatever, it's all... It's well, this all... Is, there's a, a time skip, right? Like No, it's that night. I thought they were little kids. Mm-mm. Where am I, am I... You're way off base. Okay, yeah. So, they go, she goes to that teen party, and then the mom shows up, busts she, them, yeah. and then, then her mom has to go pick her up because she snuck out of the house. Gotcha. So they're talking about the Ouija board and all this nonsense, and there's school bullshit, and they go to a Catholic school with, you know... Where Ellie from E.T. is the... Is the principal, the priestable. (laughs) Um, So now, uh, the mom is like... (coughs) Excuse me. Mom's like, all right, well, maybe I'll add a Ouija board into the act. So she goes to this... Pizza oh, um, shop slash. Well, just for the sake of the record, yeah. uh, five yen and sixty-seven would be about forty bucks. Forty bucks ain't bad. Yeah. So they go to. She goes to a pizza shop slash magic candle store. Yeah, it's like a pizza shop and a Spencer's and like it's like every like derelict mall store combined. So she picks up a couple of candles and a Ouija because they for sure sell pizza. Oh, it no is doubt. a restaurant. Yeah, that has Lucy candles. And a rack of board games. Correct. Originally, I thought she was just stealing candles. That's what it looked like. So now she goes. So she buys a Ouija board and she dolls it up with her, with her charlatan trickeries. She puts some magnets under the board. How do they work? Uh, she puts some magnet <laughs> and then she uh, she slaps some more magnets on them thick thighs and then she works on <laughs> moving the board around under the table with her legs. I like all that too. Like they they go through and show how all her trickery works. Yeah. It's, right, it's interesting. So while she's like practicing with this it's Ouija very, board, um, I think one of us mentioned it. It's very um, the, the prestige. prestige. So while she's while she's practicing with her Ouija board downstairs because it's fake. It is causing a demon to enter the soul of her daughter upstairs, her yes. younger daughter. Is that established that that's how they got through? Because like we yes. find out later that they're in the house all the time. No, they've always been in the house. Right. But I think it's one of those things not, where it's like they've been there, but like... They had no way to they, commute. It's, it's like a ghost trope where like you, there's a... Ghost trope? Well, there's like a crossing over point. It's even in Hereditary, okay. which I just watched. Right, um, but the there's mean worlds. That, that's a that's a bit that happens in that movie too, right? Like the the payment. You haven't seen Hereditary? No, that's insane. You haven't seen Hereditary? No, I watched, did see that. Have you watched any movies? <laughs> no, I've never seen a movie before. What are they like? <laughs> um, but no, the the thing is, is that in that movie, it's the same idea. Like the pay, the payment demon is there. But they the rem- payment demon is that like payment payment it's the name of the demon is it from the dark zodiac you gotta yeah. watch that movie uh, what up but anyway they have to do that seance to get like the like the crossover or whatever right yeah. throw up your one threes thirteen <laughs> so now um, so now that now they've broken this barrier the the daughter can now kind of commune with the spirits and she goes downstairs and she starts. Fucking with the Ouija board. This is where the movie really kind of takes off. And she starts trying to talk to her her dead father. And the mom is fucking stoked because the daughter seems like this is no longer fake. The daughter is legitimately communing with spirits. Mm -hmm. And so now she can like charge more money, they can save the house. The daughter finds like 500 yen buried in a basement wall. Immaculately hand lettered (laughs) eviction notice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the 60s. Yeah. A lot of craft. And then shit gets off the rails. The daughter's face starts stretching out of proportion, oh and she God. gets like a demon gets in her. Yeah, yeah, like, that fucking her. demon is fucking is horrifying. Terrifying. The design is tremendous, and it's very minimalistic. Yeah, it's yeah. just like this. It's nightmarish thin, eyes and black leather. It, it is. It is as cool, but in the totally opposite way of the thirteen ghosts. ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, 
So now the daughter is fucking possessed, and everybody's there's all these breadcrumbs and clues, and everybody kind of figuring out the older daughter is fucking. She gets it, she figures it out, but she's trying to get someone to believe in it. The 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 younger daughter writes like a manuscript in fucking Polish. She's going. They're going to the the the, the priestable and saying, "Listen, my 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 sister's all whack ass about this shit." Uh, the daughter. I thought he was in a, a lunch. Uh, that he was in a, a easy to eat snack tray. Nice. Principle. Like like yeah. Like a lunch. Come with a Capri Sun. No, yeah. I get that. Like a bento box for idiots. Who, so now, what kind of asshole sends a kid out with a lunchable? Is a bento box for idiots? <laughs> Holy shit! What kind of asshole sends a kid out with a like pizza in cold pizza ingredients? Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That, here's that, some straight up cold tomato sauce and shredded cheese. That lunchable pizza thing is you know, it's like, terrible. Oh, it's an abomination. To God, <laughs> it's, it's so awful. So now, so who eats cold tomato so, sauce? What up? So now. <laughs> Shit. The daughter, the daughter who used to get the younger daughter used to get fucked with on the regular makes this dude Dennis the Menace himself, which you never see the outcome of it. Yeah, well, this movie's PG thirteen, so there's like there's not a lot of violence. This which kid is hits fine. himself in the face with a slingshot, and the noise you hear is disgusting. What? Yeah, yeah, it's gross. So she's got demon powers. So now they're trying to figure out what the fuck. Uh, the priest comes over and does a little priestly investigation. The priest is. Oddly well informed about ESP. Yeah. Yeah, well, he knows a little bit. Um, That's like a horror movie no, thing, though. Yeah, but I agree. He's like a little little too educated on the subject. So you do a little science and uh, a little God science. And they, they do ex- the opposite of science. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what do a, people call science? They have a moment to test the, test the demons in this girl, and the priest's like, yo, that's a demon. That's not my wife. We got a fucking. We, I, I got a hotline to the Vatican. It's not his what? His wife? His, my, my, my wife. wife. <laughs> so now, he, uh, uh, principal, the, what did you call him? The priestable. The priestable should have been boring. <laughs> so my now, wife. Daughter possessed. Very nice. <laughs> so he throws up the Pope signal. He's like, yo, the Vatican's on its way. We gotta get this He has somehow contacted the Vatican with no cell phone. Right. Immediately. He's got priest powers. You probably said a dove or something. Yeah, whatever you do. probably said a boy. <laughs> so now... <laughs> Tied a rope, tied a little message around his little pneumatic pit. tubes. Can't put boys in those. So it's now like, it's like a messenger pigeon. I don't even have any boys, you bitch. <laughs> so now the now the older daughter, the mom, and the priest are upstairs conspiring about how we're gonna get rid of this demon, talking about the history of this house and this Nazi doctor who used to live in this house and conduct evil experiments. Yeah, there's a hard Nazi I feel like secret Nazi like twist. It, it's supposed to be Mengele, but they don't actually say it. Right. Yeah, it's Mengelesh. It's Mengele Jason. So while Mengelesque. this is So while this is going on, the uh, the boyfriend of the the would be boyfriend of the older daughter shows up and the younger daughter's like, yo, come on in, there's upside upstairs talking to a priest, but you can show with me. Hey, there's more treasure in the treasure basement. You wanna come downstairs? She sneaks him down in the basement, and then that dude gets possessed to the point where he throws himself. Uh, he yeah, hangs, hangs himself. himself. He done. There's yeah. a bunch of terrifying face things in this movie. There's a really <coughs> cool, like one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is uh, so when when he's digging for treasure in the basement, you see the little girl's like silhouette and her head's doing all this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like in the background, like it's. Uh, We'll probably. I don't know if you're gonna wait till your actual review of it, but this is like one of the best lit movies we've oh seen in a long time. It's lit, it's fam. lit fam. Yeah. yeah, damn it. So now uh, you find out that there, there's basically a Nazi doctor that used to that fled Germany after the war and is still conducting experiments on people in the basement of this house. We cut off their tongues. You do all this fucked up shit to them. People so their be, mouths closed. Yeah, and so all their souls are trapped in this house. 
So, uh, and they can observe everything in the house. That's how they're able to kind of um, guess very well. Like, that's how they're able to convince people they are who they are, because they've overheard enough shit. Yeah. They're cold. The ghosts are cold reading. They're cold reading yeah. everybody. So now... Uh, Which is also kind of a clever bit. Yeah. Like, it's a play on, like, actual, like, yeah. fortune tellers, which I appreciate. So everybody's like, the priest is like, the priestable is like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs and fight the demon. The mom's like, well, I'm going to go fight the demon, too. Mm-hmm. And then the older daughter's like, well, I'm going to come fight the demon, three. So they all go downstairs. They sneak. Doesn't work out for any of them. The no. priest sneaks into the, the, the sexy torture basement dungeon uh, where he gets he gets grabbed. Yeah. He tries to talk to the demon. That scene is terrifying. It yeah. is, and then he gets demonized. Uh, he gets demonized. He, he starts chasing Carl Gugino up the stairs. Uh, he snaps <laughs> out of it. She dips out. And then he gets Sindel down the steps. Neck snapped. He gone. Yeah, yeah. he done. <coughs> then. Bye-bye. Where's your Messiah? Bye-bye. Um, I say bye-bye. <laughs> so now uh, the house is at this point kind of coming alive and fucking with the other two ladies. Um, the mom gets dragged down to the basement, gets strapped to the table, and she's about to get gutted by her youngest daughter. The older daughter is all fucked up and knocked out until the ghost of her father kind of revives her and kind of clues her and says, listen, you got to sew up these mouths because these people are fucked. <laughs> um, That's exactly what they said. Word so, for word. older daughter comes downstairs, fucking uh, just unprotected chair shot right across <laughs> the younger daughter's back. Uh and then she gives him the old Homer in the bathtub <laughs> shot. Yeah, it's a pretty run-of-the-mill stunt. So now she's like, she starts sewing. This is a pretty cool scene. She starts sewing her, her little sister's mouth shut yeah. while these demons are fucking trying to invade her. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like okay, it's finally kind of done. It sort of snaps out of it. Or that's what you think. Yeah, it ain't done. Meanwhile, the mom, Carla Gugino, manages to fucking snap her hands off, like out of these manacles or whatever. Gross. And yeah, it's gross. Um... So the daughter's all fucked up with her mouth sewn shut on the floor. Uh, the mom and the older daughter are like, what the fuck do we do now? And then the older daughter gets possessed for half a second, guts her mom, comes back too. And uh, next thing, we're at a, we're in a mental hospital Time two months lapse, later. Yeah. And the older daughter is still is like fucked up trying to recall what's going on. Apparently the mom's dead, the priest is dead. And apparently... The little for, sister is nowhere to be found. Again, this is a sequel to the original prequel. Prequel, prequel yeah. And apparently, the middle daughter is the the older the, daughter, the, the, the the or yeah the older daughter the is, main is the main character in the next movie, which we haven't seen or the so, previous film. In her in her little loony bin suite, she tears up the carpet and makes her own Ouija board using her own blood and uh, eyeglass lens, and then that supposedly kind of summons her her little sister, who then uh, fucking kills the. The There's no chance the first Ouija movie is any good, right? Can't be. No. Yeah. Like, Did Mike Flanagan make it? Look like, no. a, like a shitty Blumhouse, like a, not a what is it, hide and seek or whatever the yeah. fuck that movie was. Yeah, it looks terrible. But anyway, that and that's, that's it. The, the movie. movie ends. All right. Uh, this movie. We'll go. We'll, we'll talk Five knuckles shuffle time. Just go right to it. Gogs. 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 Oh, Kobe, what's your score? We should ask him what score. Kobe. Kobe. Kobe watched this movie, but he dipped out because he's scared of Gog's raw sexual like power. An, like an eight. Yeah, <laughs> like a, yeah I mean, I, I liked it. It was good. It was well shot. No, yeah, I'm giving, I'm giving it. I'm giving it. I'm giving it an eight. All eight, eight and a half in that neighborhood. That neighbor. No halves. You know the no ball. Right, eight. It is then. Yes. It's it's an eight. It's and it's a strong eight. It. 
Hard eight. It's a, it's a hard, hard eight. eight. Um, P.T. Anderson would approve. But it's uh, <laughs> it's good. That's a good movie. Um, it is a good movie. They got some okay movies. Yeah, I liked P. T. a lot. Anderson, pretty good. <laughs> the says Gogs. <laughs> the Priestable does a really good job. Henry Thomas is excellent. He, Henry Thomas is really good in this movie. Who? Elliot. Oh, yeah, the fucking... The this guy, movie actually yeah. moves at a pretty decent clip, because towards the end, like we had to pause it for some... Or I had to rewind it, because I was trying to catch a plot point, and I realized there was only like, 10 minutes left. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Well, it's a, it's it's a only little, an hour 38. It's a little bit of a slow starter, yeah. but, man, once it picks up, it doesn't like... And there's some good fucking gas. scary shit in this, and it's a PG-13 movie. It's like movie. me, like, it takes me forever to get hard, and then I come immediately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's I like well, a lot. Well, I just calm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't, make, don't you make me come soft. <laughs> but, yeah... It's it's pretty. It's well shot. Uh, it's well acted. It's small. It's great. Mm-hmm. That's the way you like it. It is, and and it's got a stupid fucking title. It's so much a better movie than its title. Yeah, that title sucks. Yeah, I would have called it the scary Nazi house that did no good. <laughs> better title. <laughs> I would go see that movie. <laughs> you should have called it Funny Games. And then you pass the mic to Joe. No, oh, it's an eight. Also. Uh, it's a gorgeous movie. Like we just said, it's very well shot. Like thick eight. Very like. <laughs> Minimal lighting. Um, we've been talking about lighting a lot. Lately. I don't well, know lighting's important, and it's also the first thing that like a shitty movie ignores is the lighting. It's just I wasn't super invested, I guess, in the mother. Like I wasn't like yeah. it, that would bump it up a little bit, but uh, it's like a very uh, what you call the BJ Serhoff. Yeah, I said Mike Flanagan was the B.J. Serhoff of directors because he's like, like very good, but no one cares. Yeah, it's mm. like a. Like a Portland Trailblazers type, or like a, um, what's a football team that's similar? Uh, like a middling football team? Not middling, but a team that's like always gets like the second round of the playoffs, but never quite San gets Diego there. San Diego Chargers. Yeah, San Diego <laughs> Super Chargers. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's very good. It's very well worth watching. I'm interested to go back and watch the first movie to see how bad I'm it is sure in comparison bad. to this. I wonder if it's like a Ceno Evil thing. I want to say it's just called Ouija. I think the first one is available on Prime. Ceno Evil 2 is pretty good. Yeah. It's at least watchable, and Ceno Evil, the original one, is fucking so, so garbage. Ceno Evil 2 was the Sasuke sisters, yeah. but the first one was not. No, it was Rob Dark, the porno guy. Oh, nice. OG Ouija. Uh, guess the Rotten Tomato score. Go. 24. 35. Six. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean... We've learned that that doesn't yeah. necessarily Ouija mean 2, it. Origin of Evil. Guess the Rotten Tomato score. 82. 60. 82. Nice. Yeah. Should have known that. People like this movie. Yeah. 38 on Metacritic versus 65 on Metacritic. Wait, oh. wait. Oh, the... Oh, oh the original. Yeah. To the, okay. the, the original one is not well-respected. <laughs> Who's left? Teagles. Uh, it's also an A for me, dog. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I think this movie, this movie's cool for a lot of different reasons. But one, I, I think I really respect the choice to make it a period piece, and Mike Flanagan goes out of his way to make it look like a fucking seventies movie, and to make it look like a film movie. Well, it's, it takes place in. Yeah. I'm, I don't. I, I, that probably sounds weird. The movie takes place in the 60s, yeah. but it's obvious that he tried yeah. to make this look it like, feels a like a like a 70s, Roman Polanski. This is a 70s yeah. horror movie. It has a 70s horror movie title credit yeah. at the beginning. It has the old Steve it's got, Universal. Yeah, it's got yeah. the old Universal thing. It's got fucking cigarette burns in it, and we're all trying to figure out if he actually shot this on film. It's lit really dramatically all the time. Like, every shot in this movie was 
there was a lot of care that went into like yeah. making this, and uh, we're not used to that with a lot of these like lower budget films that we watch, or some of the, the two hundred million dollar movies. Yeah, we watch, like fucking, God's Egypt or a fucking or Terminator Salvation comes yeah. to mind. Um, I think all the performances are really good. Yeah. I think that if you watched any of these actors in another movie, they'd probably be terrible. Like I think it's this is a prime example of like what a director brings to a yeah. movie. Um, but I really liked it. I think that it. Um, is also should be applauded for the fact that there's like no gore in this movie, mm. but it's like incredibly scary and like the visual effects. There's like one visual effect I wasn't crazy about, which is the, that effect. I don't even know why they didn't do it practically. Why didn't they just have her like yeah. her mouth? But it's when her mouth gets sewn shut, it looks really bad. But like everything else looks really good. Yeah. There's a when it gets a, melted shut. There's like a come to daddy kind of effect. The twin. Yeah. Yeah. That like the little girl keeps doing when she gets like possessed and it looks incredible. Like, that little girl's really good. She, the little out. girl is amazing. I think all the main characters kick pretty much. I think it's well, not a little girl. She's an underage woman. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Thank uh, you, MSNBC. Fucking so gross. Uh, but no, I mean, I think the thing, the reason that the little girl stands out is because little kid actors are always bad. So it's like it's a, when someone like that stands out. I mean, it, it was really, really impressive. The older daughter was in Oculus as well. Was she the caring get or young Kaylee Russell? Yeah, she was the um, what's her name? Nebula. What's her real name? Oh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. She's probably the young version of Karen Gillan. Mm. Yeah, Karen Gillan could definitely get it. Uh, but anyway, I I really really like this movie. I'm glad we watched it. Uh, this would be something I'd even be willing to buy. I really enjoyed it. This is something that, uh, this is going to be a good movie for, like, normie horror people. Like, yeah. if people aren't, like, into, like, fringe horror movies, yeah. like, this is something I think everyone could enjoy. Easily accessible. It is. I, I mean, I could, I could give this to, like, my mom. She would love it. I guarantee it. Because it's, like, it's not hard to follow. It's well made. Yeah, you show them this and then you show them society. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like this would be a gateway drug into getting you to hereditary. Yeah. Yeah, and it, again, it's, uh, I don't know, I mean, Her- Hereditary is a great movie, but I I feel like that has mainstream appeal, too. Pe- people like that movie. Solid month, though, for, like, an off-the-cuff kitchen pun. Yeah, yeah, we had some interesting Because you guys liked The Dead Zone. Yeah, I uh, loved it. Ghost Story was, was fantastic. I did see Dead Zone, but Ghost Story was awesome. This was good? Yeah, yeah, Ghost Story was tough uh, for me. Ghost Story was, was tough, it was, yeah. It was a good movie, but... Uh, 13 Ghosts. 13 Ghosts was horrible. It's a good way to stomp in, though. So what's next month? M. Night Shyamalogus. M. Night Shyamalogus? No, it, it, yeah. Is that the name yeah. of it? Yeah. M. Night Shyamalogus. Finally. God. He's getting his time in the sun. I'm going to watch. I'm picking glass. Who's picking The Happening? Oh, fuck with the bees, bro. Yeah. What? No. Oh, what teaches? Can I pick a Elevator or whatever it's called? No, so he didn't direct it. Oh. I'll allow it. Mm-mm. You won't allow it? Yeah, I'll allow it. You won't allow it. Devil. He wrote it. He produced it. I don't think he wrote it. I think he wrote it. Check if he wrote it. Yes, if he only produced it. Who's M Night Shulman? (laughs) (laughs) Some jeweler. Did he? Did you look it up? I'm looking it up right now. Devil. Yeah, I I know that. Thank you. I'm I'm picking Lake Thought. What? Oh oh oh! Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. With the grumpy. It does have. It does have fucking uh, our girl on it. No, it's got uh, what's her name? A BDH. Yeah, BDH. Oh, yeah, that's right. How she, long is it taking you to look at your lady? Why are you so bad at IMDb? <laughs> God, I'm slow with it. I like to let y'all just faster. Are... <laughs> Did you still haven't found it yet? I'm looking it up. Oh my God. 
<laughs> Do you not know what it's called? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I just said it. My phone's about to die. It's called Halloween. Is that why you're going slow? <laughs> Hold on. Is it called Hellivator? It's called Devil. Is it based on that book, The Devil, that was in uh, Mighty Pete, or was it? <laughs> it was, no, it was, uh, what was the other one? It was, no, it was, um, what was that movie? The uh, Inframan. Yeah. Yeah, The Devil. <laughs> Go Devil. He did write it. Oh. M. Night Shyamalan wrote it. M. Night Shyamalan wrote Devil. He, okay. It, please, Alec, if you're listening. Screenplay Brian Nelson's story by M. Night Shyamalan. Mm. I, if you're listening, please, I'm giving this the okay. Please pick. Oh, it's got not Tom Hardy in it. I it's oh, got yeah. fucking Christina Hendricks' husband in it, which we can talk about Jeffrey endlessly Amor. because she's got huge cans. Yeah, oh, yeah, this guy was in yeah Upgrade. Yeah, so good. I feel like we talked about that a lot. Uh, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll please pick. Uh, what was the one the happening and don't pick Avatar. Because that movie's like God. nine hours long. Uh, what? And now I feel like he's going to do it. And the we're all out of veto. Does anybody have a veto left to get the last airbender? Does Gogs have a veto? Okay. He's the only one left. All right, everybody. It's very late. We're going to go to bed. Yeah. In our big molehole bed. So fuck your own ass. Don't move up, boys. Don't. No. Consensual boys. And what What did CNN call it? Uh, young women? Underage women. Underage women. There's no such thing nope, as underage woman. It's a child. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not a choice. Well, you're a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, then you can choose to plow children. Good Let's begin. Lord. We invite you into our circle. If that's you, give us a sign. When it comes to any movie, I look for something at its core that everybody can relate to. And that desire to have a connection with our loved ones, uh, with our friends who have gone before us, uh, I think every single person on the planet can relate to. And to put this flat piece of wood down in front of you, as, as simple as the alphabet, and say all it takes is to use this instrument and you'll be able to achieve that connection. Um, it's one of those things that seems so too good to be true. Um, and so, especially in the case of these movies, it certainly is. What's this? A Ouija board for work. Spirit, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Who are you talking to? People talk about a Ouija board as being like an open line of communication. When you're just able to see the response, when you're just looking at the letters, that's all you really have to go on. The thing that really kind of, that, that I think really puts, you know, um, puts the hair on the back of my neck up is that you never know who's on the other line. There's something different once that is introduced into the family home. You know, she knows the rules of the board uh, which are never play alone, never play in a graveyard, and always say goodbye. But they break them. And after that, there's, uh, there's something unleashed. Want to hear something cool? Sure. Do you know what it feels like to be strangled to death? She was the only actress who had come in and chosen not to try to deliver the monologue as though it was frightening or scary um, or disturbing. She delivered it casually, innocently, and with a smile, which was such a sophisticated choice. Um, and, and exactly how I wanted it to be read in the film, um, that I, I felt immediately like this, this young actress uh, is leagues ahead of, of her time. Your sister's taking you to school today. I don't want to go! I want to stay here and talk to my friends. What friends? I'll show you. Are you here? Um.
The thing about Elizabeth Reeser is that her eyes um, just project everything that's happening in her mind and in her heart. Um, she's one of the most open actresses I've ever seen. And so the three of them together um, just created such a perfect dynamic. It, it was so much more than, than I had ever imagined when we were writing. The spirit world is dangerous. They were watching us all those years. By using the board, you've opened up a portal. We approached this as though we would have approached any period drama about a single mother and her daughters. That was our first priority. Um, the scares and the horror elements, because of the attention paid to that, I think land even more than they would if this was just a horror movie.